Welcome to Link Adelaide. The 2012 Crack Theatre Festival. And I'm joined on the line by Sky Lonerigan, uh, who is uh, coming to the 2012 Crack Theatre Festival uh, to perform her show, Plucked of Purpose, The Adventures of uh, PB. And uh, she joins me on the line now. How are you? Mm, I'm well, thank you, Stephen. Excellent. <laughs> um, Mid-gulp. Yeah, no, mid-gulp is fine. Now, Plucked of Purpose, what can you tell me about the development of the show? Well, it had a... Um work in progress showing as part of the Archers Live Festival in Glasgow. Yeah. Um, and that was a few years ago now, a year and a half. And it's the development of it, um, I guess I could describe the form of it. It's a, it's a juxtaposition between what you see and what you hear. So it's a, it's a physical theatre piece which has a, a, a voiced narration, which is a story which is contrasting to the story you, you are seeing on stage in the sense that the story you hear is about a plastic bag hitched to a, a limb in a park, blown thin, you know, not sure where he's supposed to be or how to get there when he can't, can't lift himself free. Mm. And what, you're, what you see is someone in a queue in departures um, in a long three-day delay due to volcanic ash, stranded at the airport, unable to get anywhere, wondering how it all came to this and where they're supposed to be in a philosophical mm. sense. Now, the, the, the bag and the person in departures are both trailing through their memories. You know, it's that, that idea of how to come to this kind of thing and examining this concept of purpose, what, what, how integral our sense of purpose is to our sense of self. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the memories... Uh, that you hear are uh, the bags, memories of being scrunched up inside another in a drawer, which is like a relationship for the per- person in um, departures, that sense of purpose through being with someone. Yeah. And then other things like being in a puddle and looking up at other bulging bags who, you know, still have their purpose in life and things like that. And, um, you know, going through the plastic bag's memories because that plastic bag has amnesia and wonders how it's come to this and how he ended up here. Um so it's a juxtaposition between what you see and what you hear. And I suppose, I guess the answer probably comes from being such a worldly uh, performer and uh, creator, but sort of in terms of finding that idea and was it something that you were sitting down in a departure lounge once? And sort of... <laughs> oh, once or twice, as you know me. I have done lots of, yes, and long-haul things and, and things like that. But there was a volcanic ash eruption in Europe um, that stra- you know, shut down Europe for airports and the like and air travel for yeah. nearly three days, uh, and that inspired it too. But it was it's that concept, I think, so, you know, such a common thing, sitting in airports is one place to feel it. But... Mm. Um, that sense of where of getting somewhere i'm sort of i'm interested in this idea of us striving to fulfill ourselves yes. and how we seek to do so through our job our lover our partner our you know holidays our what, what that has <laughs> this is a tricky link that i'm <laughs> attempting to make what that has to do with our landfill, our waste, our, our, our inability or, or what difficult, why do we find it so difficult to respond to environmental issues? Yeah. You know, I'm sort of linking that, our, the, the waste and landfill to our sense of needing to fulfill ourselves. So it's a sense of purpose <laughs> that I'm linking to the, the abandonment of this bag, you know, which is one of our creations after all. We have created this character, mm. you know. 
And I suppose mm. like, it, it probably comes down to exactly what you're doing in the show, but I suppose being in an airport, you're usually travelling somewhere, or as you say, travelling home, but you're kind mm. of leaving something behind in the process of departing on a plane and all that sort of thing. Um, yeah, the trajectory, and I guess what I find fascinating is when that trajectory is paused through no control, like out of our control, something happening, like something that happens like a natural disaster or an environmental issue that, mm. that, that is out of our control and pauses our sense of direction and our trajectory, then you're forced to, you know, as you are in a queue anyway, in any queue, in a bank queue or an ATM or, you know, anything, you're forced to sort of be where you are and look at, look at, you know, you are forced just to be still in a sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's that kind of uh, question I'm asking. The link between the bag and the sense of, of us striving to fulfill ourselves for me is the emptiness the the idea like this character the bag is always empty and wondering why they're always hungry when they you know why I don't die but I'm always hungry and and why am I always feeling empty and I think that that um, the link I'm trying to make there is with, with our sense constantly of ex- needing to expand to achieve more to fulfil ourselves there's always mm. something else we're striving for so there will always be a sense of whether you call it emptiness or not. Yeah. You know, to to lead us to that expansion. And um, probably going going back more into I guess some of the process of it. You were talking about sort of juxtaposing and juxtaposition is the main idea of the work apart apart from everything else. Um, there are countless things that you can pick to juxtapose. You can choose basically anything and pair it up with something else that's completely different to it. What was what happened on the day that you decided on the plastic bag? Does that make sense? Uh. <laughs> Yeah, the form of juxtaposition is not the day I decided the story about the bag. It was, it was um, what I got excited by was, because I was writing this story anyway, uh, which, you know, in, in itself could be a separate thing to the, to the, the show. Like the, the book of it, for instance, is a separate thing. Mm. I was writing this story anyway, and then the thing that I find fascinating is looking at the naturalistic image of someone in a queue with a wheelie case and you know and how much that symbolizes our baggage as, mm. as you know we've all got baggage you know and looking at airports you see the same tilt visually you see, see the same tilt you know of an arm and, a, and a, if that makes any sense by that I mean you know everybody's arm is behind them carrying this wheelie case if you yeah. took the cases away from everybody at the airport what an interesting physical physicality we would all have you know so the thing I find fascinating in terms of you're asking where did the idea for the juxtaposition come from it was looking at the the idea of us being in a queue mm. and carrying our baggage with us um, how 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 naturalistic that is and then impose the concept of a you know and animating an object essentially on top of that yeah the, the links between it's a metaphor I guess yeah yeah um, and in terms of presenting the work, I've never been never been to one of the festivals, and it just sounds like a, a four day fantastic explosion of art. But you're a, you're mm. an international worker. Um, why crack? Because it seems like I mean I haven't been there before, so I can't really say. But it it seems like it's full of as you say, you know, an explosion of innovation in the sense that it's a place you can experiment. And and this this you know form that this piece takes is not a 
very conventional one theatrically, mm. um, and it's a it's another chance for me to develop the piece and and you know hopefully hear some thoughts about it. It really is just a, a great chance to share it again, you yeah. know, with with some different audiences and develop it further. Yeah. And as an artist, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think it'd be fantastic. Um, and as an artist, do you see yourself as someone that is an Australian artist that works internationally, or is the international thing an integral part of the way that you do your art? I don't really know what you mean by that question. Neither do I. I didn't phrase it very well. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you choose to do a lot of your work internationally because that's where the opportunities are and that's how you can make your presence as an artist, or is international, which is something you really enjoy. All right. In terms of my trajectory, the international part has sort of emerged because I've been based in um, Scotland for most of the past 10 years, and and that came about due to opportunities opening up there, even though I was applying for the same ones here. So uh, that just happened to, you know, happenstance. That's the way it happened. And I don't seek to be either Australian or international in what I'm trying to say. I... But I find it fascinating the reading we make about those things because I can tell you that, like, I had a play that got commissioned and put on over there and I've had people say it's very Australian over there. I've had people say it's very European over here. So it really is a subjective thing, I think, that notion. And I certainly don't set out... I'm fascinated by what, you know, there's a very big a very big um, sort of discussion around Australian in in terms of culture here, you know, the mm. Australian play and an Australian this. Um, and uh, it is a strong focus. It's, it's yeah, I, I find I'm interested in questions which could apply to all places because yeah. it's a human nature thing I'm trying to ask. Um, but that doesn't mean you don't specify that it's in an, set in an Australian town, no, um, or that it is not an Australian story. But I, 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 what you know, I guess I find that whole idea in itself fascinating. <laughs> you know, the concept of international versus you know Australian. If we were if we were closer and not an island surrounded, you know, we, we may not ask it as much. Mm. We're not such a huge continent, and you know, more connected to other places. In in my life, I've only just started sort of travelling around a bit myself, but I've only travelled interstate. So I'm from Adelaide, and so I've travelled, done some work in Melbourne, I've travelled and worked in Sydney, um, and I've travelled a bit up to Brisbane as well. And the things that I've noticed the most in moving and kind of living in those places for like a month at a time is the fact that they're actually surprisingly different in, in all cities of Australia where you might think it's just an Australian city, and as Australians, you might not sort of sit back and mm. really take notice that there are actually differences in culture um, between Sydney and Melbourne and Adelaide and Brisbane and sort of mm. they're actually very different cities to feel in and I imagine as someone that don't like spend a lot of work a lot of time in Scotland that those kind of differences are probably almost magnified for you because you experience so many cities. Is that sort of stuff that you notice in working internationally and in that you're, you've got a much more broader sense and I suppose heightened ability to discern differences in the way that cities feel and pick up from that in the way that you practice your art? Oh, oh, I see what you mean. I guess that's a compare and contrast question, isn't it? Like the more you experience having to like yourself travel around and contrast places, the compare and contrast places, mm. yeah, the more you, you, more findings you have about those things. Um, and I certainly spent a long time overseas 
making the comparison between where I was and where I'd come from, yeah. um, which doesn't necessarily lead to happiness. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think um, there, sometimes it's, it, an analogy for me is families. Like when you talk about cities being mm. different and yet it's all part of Australia, that they're not very similar. I mean, it's, you know, look how many different kind of uh, relationships we have functioning within families and how many different kinds of uh, ways of relating there are within families. So, but it's all part of, you know, we're all related. Um, I, I think that the, I, I haven't noticed, well, well, I should say, I should just say I haven't written about it, that's all. <laughs> I don't, I, except for in an absurd sense. See, I'm sort of, I have to confess, my, my bent is to take things like that, say an observation you make between being in Adelaide and Melbourne or Melbourne and Sydney, and um, make it, set it in an absurd way mm. so, that, um, so that the fiction I create is removing us from our preconceptions about what Melbourne is and what Sydney is. I'd probably fictionally call them, you know, <laughs> or, or I'd write something where Sydney's a character and Melbourne yeah. is a character and, and um, try to get around our... I guess prejudices that way because I'm fascinated uh, about other things like clash of belief systems and how we maintain mutual respect there. Mm -hmm. And I think the way to, personally I find, the way to try and tackle those things, one way, one successful way, is to make things either farcical, absurd, or um, to take them out of what we norm, not label them as such, like not label yeah. them Melbourne and Sydney, because when 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 we all sit down and watch something about Melbourne and Sydney, we've got all these prejudices already, you know, that we are laying onto it. Mm. So I don't know how much we challenge ourselves. Yeah. That's all. Um, you might say conversely, though, that you know it's much more familiar if you can sit down and go, oh, that's Sydney, oh, that's Melbourne. Yeah, I get it. But I sort of am interested in work that challenges our ability to get it, <laughs> like ambiguous, ambiguous work, work that makes us actually question and not go, oh, yeah, I see it. You know? I think I think that's right too. Because I mean, I I know that I walked into into those cities with. I guess very strict ideas about what they'd be like. It was only when I relaxed into into living there and working there that I kind of started to see the patterns and see see the way the cities worked. And I guess all of them have different rhythms to them, and that's that's what I found really really exciting. Yeah, and isn't it subjective and according to context? And you know, oh, yeah. it's so much to do with it's like lovers and things like that. You just it it, it you can't make. I find you can't make judgments um, no. because everything's different according to timing, context, and you know. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So we've gone down <laughs> wonderful alleyways, which is fantastic. And I think is going to happen quite a lot as different artists and audiences mingle and meet each other during Crack this year. Um, Plucked Purpose: The Adventures of PB is on at the Crack yeah. House. And uh, for all the up-to-date details, uh, visit linkadelaide.com.au and uh, you can follow the links there through to the Quack Crack website. Head along to Crack. Make sure you're there for the entire four days from the 27th to the 30th of September. And at some point, on two occasions, you can see uh, Sky Lonergan in Plucked of Purpose, The Adventures of Peabu, which sounds like an absolutely fascinating show. Thank you very much for your time today. Thank you, Stephen. For more info, visit our website, linkadelaide.com.au or find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash linkadelaide.